0: I'm Jessica
1: and I'm Daniel and you're listening to now that's what I call a throwback
0: a podcast filled with nostalgia stories and pop culture
1: wait do you want to build a snowman (gasps) as if hello hello today we are talking all about frozen 2 so if you haven't seen the movie obviously stop Stop, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> Unless you want
0: everything to be spoiled before you go see it or you're not planning on going to see it. I really wouldn't listen to this, honestly.
1: Honestly, we loved Frozen 2 so much and we are going to go in through uh, a different kind of little points that we want to talk about. But first, I just want to talk about the first Frozen movie. I mean, like, clearly I have a connection with it. My cat's name is Elsa. Cute. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> But overall, the first movie in itself wasn't a good movie Do you? yeah i
0: i feel the same way um i am really glad that we went and saw frozen 2 but i will tell you i wasn't very excited to go see it because i really didn't like the first one that much um to me the first one seemed like it was definitely built more for like five-year-olds or like a lot younger children so it didn't really appease to my sort of like disney type as much um because it wasn't like a typical princess movie um but it was just very like younger audience (laughs) so i was worried that this one would be the same way um but i'm really glad we went and saw it i love it a lot um as you can hear when we talk about it um, i think both of us can agree that we like the second one better than the first one, right? Oh,
1: yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, from the first one, I only liked, like, the character of Elsa and, like, her personal growth and development right. and, like, right. her storyline. Everything else was, like, garbage to me.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I agree. Like, I
1: only cared about Elsa. And so for this one to expand and to me to actually like these other characters and like their songs and actually enjoy it, I think, I mean, huge props to Disney for the growth that this film has.
0: I really think that because there was so much unanswered in the first one um and I really like you said after we went and saw it together you said that um due to the popularity of the first one they felt the need to make a second one but I'm really yeah. glad they didn't just throw it together like they normally do with a lot of sequels because um, most let's be honest most Disney sequels kind of are unneeded and feel very unnecessary but to me I feel like this one makes the first one you know what i mean like this one is so necessary for the first one i feel like this is almost like a prequel movie that should have come before the first one even happened like you know like it answers every question that you had in the first one about why elsa is the way she is like what happened to her parents what's what where everything comes from, their history as, like, a nation, their history as sisters and their family. And to me, it just made it so much more, so much deeper than the first one. So I feel like they really appeased to a lot of um, older people, more a more mature, like, plot line this time around, which I think even kids, like, there are a lot of good points that I think kids will enjoy too, but I think that they really played this one more towards... Um, older kids or adults
1: and I'm really glad that they did. And if you didn't know like a second movie wasn't planned they didn't even plan for like the first movie to have as much success as it did. It kind of like caught them off guard. It blew up with the huge success of like the sister story and mm-hmm. it really uh, resonated with younger girls and so they honestly had no idea that this film was going to be. Which
0: is insane to me wants. because watching the movie I feel like it if i hadn't known that i assumed that oh well they had to have planned the second one because it explains everything in the first one so to me that's crazy that they didn't plan that at all so i'm really glad that it did get popularity for them to do a second movie because it was needed to
1: me and if you didn't know this sequel has a 350 million dollar premiere like that's the profit it made in the premiere yeah it's the
0: biggest animated opening weekend ever right
1: ever yeah which is crazy that the sequel to a movie is like i don't i don't know it's just bizarre that like frozen 2 beat that record like what is going to top that at this point
0: i honestly feel like there would be no other way for another movie to do that unless it was like a, a disney remake or something because to me the only reason you have that many people come out is because they're yeah, already invested yeah. in the characters, you know? You're right, you're right. So, that, to me, that's why I would assume that it was bigger is because peop- these kids, and how long did it take them between the first one and the second one? Like, three years?
1: No, the first one came out in 2013.
0: Dang, it's been a really long time. Yeah, yeah, So, five years. So, But, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, little girls that went and saw this or, you know, kids that went and saw this when they were, like, five, they're, like, ten now. So, they've had five yeah. whole years to, like... Invest in Frozen and rewatch it 70,000 times. So it makes sense to me as to why it would make that much money on opening weekend.
1: Well, now let's kind of go through. We're not going to talk about like the entire plot, but like some of those like standout moments and kind of just, I don't know, dive into those. So What were, like, what was some of your favorites?
0: Probably the biggest thing that I was happy for was actually discovering, like, what happened to their parents, seeing their parents. Like, when the story starts, it's their younger selves. Their parents are still alive. Um, And then so it shows you more part of that side of the story, and then it also shows you later in the movie what happened to them and why they went on this trip, and, and it explains everything. And to me... That was the biggest thing for me because I always was like, what the fuck were they doing in the first one to like, you know, just like randomly go off for some trip for something. And it's never explained.
1: Yeah, so. I, I love that because it it was weird. And like there were theories that the parents were going to Rapunzel's yeah. um, birth or the or her wedding. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was one or the other. Um, and that was like an interesting theory. But clearly, that wasn't it. Um, and to learn really what they were actually doing was so, so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that was fun, um, was Olaf and yeah. his maturity and how he yeah. was just like going through an essential existential, 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 Ex- existential, existential mm-hmm. crisis the whole time about like, you know, feeling and like all of these different things, because I didn't love Olaf in the first one. I mm-hmm. thought... His song, like, about summer and wanting mm-hmm. to be around things warm, just completely distracted from, like, the main plot line. Yeah. And had nothing to do with it. Like, there were big issues going on. And he's singing about, like, I love summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what is happening? To
0: but me, think- that plot point is, like, so important because yes, it... Especially I just I go back to thinking about how old you were when you first saw the movie like they're the younger like demographic Mm -hmm. of kids that saw this now they're in that age where they're preteen or they're you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. 13, 14, like, in that range, they're starting to experience possibly bullying. They're starting to experience different things, like, what actual life is. They're not, like, things aren't sugar-coated for them anymore. And so, Olaf kind of going through the same thing and having realizations of this is what life is. And and I'm angry about how things are happening to me and I can't do anything about it. And then him working through it. And then Anna and Elsa validating his feelings and saying, it's okay that you're angry. It's okay that, that you feel that way. You, You have every right to feel that way. I think it's so important because it's teaching kids that it's okay to be angry and it's okay to have those feelings and how to work through them. So to me, that was like kudos to disney because that was really good i like yeah. that they put that in there because it is a very good like teaching moment for these kids who are kind of in that age range where they're having all these different feelings and not knowing what to do about it
1: yeah no i fully agree and there were also these moments and we'll, we'll get more into it uh into his song but like understanding the world around him as well yeah. and also of course he just provided like great comedic relief At all, Which he did, I think that was
0: his whole purpose in the first one. So I'm glad that they gave him more than that in this one. But he was still there for like when things were getting a little like too dark or a little too like serious. He was always there to like lighten the mood. And I definitely had a lot of laugh out loud moments. (laughs) Oh yeah,
1: he served way more of a purpose. And like his comedic relief was much more well thought out. Where like in the original, it was very just like slapstick, like stupid Mm -hmm. stuff. And Mm -hmm. in this one, like there was there was meaning behind it
0: yeah exactly there still were moments that were like kids are gonna laugh at it kind of jokes but like you said there was a purpose behind them this time so yeah um to me it it made him a lot more lovable in this movie than the first one for sure i will say too what something that i thought was cute was yes uh, again the first movie was very much about elsa Um, Self-discovery. This second one, definitely the same thing. But I am really glad that they had such a good subplot between Kristoff and Anna. Yeah. Um, The whole subplot of him... Reaching that realization that he wants to propose to her, and he's trying to figure out how to do it. For me, I just think it's cute because he's so socially awkward. Obviously, like he grew up with a reindeer, like not really talking to people a lot. So when he has that discovery, right, right, not real people. So when he has that discovery that he wants to propose to her, his like whole subplot of like trying to figure out like the perfect proposal, and every time he goes to try and propose to her, he says something like negative that can be turned negative, and she's just like what do you mean I'm not ready what do you mean yeah. this that and the other and it just to me that was hilarious because and that connection and
1: that like interaction between yeah. them was like so relatable and funny because yeah. everything he would say she would like second guess yeah. like, what do you mean what do you mean
0: yeah. what do you mean we're not ready what do you what do you mean this, you're gonna that, to leave other? me yeah. We're it they was... together?
1: Like, all of this stuff, and it was just like, wow. It was like...
0: so funny. So, to me, that was hilarious. I love that they added a lot more depth to their actual relationship in this, this yeah. movie. Um, and I thought it was really cute. And then, you know, obviously at the end when he actually ended up doing it. Um, It was just super cute. I loved that. It's like watching one of your friends, like, get proposed to. It was, like, really cute.
1: And, you know, like, that characterization of Kristoff, I think he is just the absolute perfect Disney prince because, like, some of the lines he had where he said, like, you know, our love isn't fragile. Yeah. And he just understood, like, the independence between him and Anna. Yeah. And then there was a line that really stuck with me where – uh, Anna and Christoph get separated for a bit and they get reconnected near the end. Mm-hmm. And the first thing Kristoff says is, What what do you need from me? Yeah. It's not like where have you been mm-hmm. or anything like that, which I was I was just so thrown off. I was just like, Wow. Like the mm-hmm. first thing he says is like, What do you need from me? Yeah. And I, I just I just thought that was so cool and interesting to hear from a male character
0: it's it to me it's like the first time that disney's ever done something like that where they've actually shown like what a healthy relationship is like with an actual real life person you know like there's not this codependency there's i know that you have things you've got to do and sometimes I can't go with you on those things and that's okay. And when you come back to me, I'm not going to be mad that you did that. I'm just going to say, what do you need from me to make it better? Like, and that's to me, I was like, yes, Disney. Yes, you did that. Yes.
1: And that just plays into the whole like overall theme of like this movie is deep and it it handles some very like touchy things and it's very well done. And you know, nothing is, more um representative of that is anna uh, or not anna anna having to deal with uh grief at the end yeah. where she realizes that Elsa's is dead and o- olaf is also dead and she has to like work through that and she mm-hmm. has like this amazing song that comes through it i mm-hmm. remember like we were maybe like th- maybe 30 seconds into the song and i like fully understood <laughs> what it was about mm-hmm. and like where it was going and i was just like oh, oh no there were a lot of
0: moments in this movie that I cried. And let me just tell you, like yeah. this was one when, when, because obviously like Olaf is there because Elsa created him. So that realization right. that Anna has that something's happened with Elsa where she is like not alive because now Olaf is disappearing. I was yeah. like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, you like, you have that yeah. moment of like you, the realization of like what's happening. And when he was like, I can't finish this adventure with you or something, or you yeah, have to finish this adventure without I me and I was it. like, Oh my god, like oh, yeah, just thinking about it right it was, now, I might cry. Like, oh my god. It was It was hard. It was so hard, but her having that moment of my sister's dead, my best friend, you know, is from childhood is dead, but I still have a purpose. I still have a mission. I have to get up and I have to just keep putting one foot in front of the other and I have to just do what I've got to do to save our country was just like oh my god, like it it was yeah. so powerful to me that she was strong enough to be able to do that and that Disney put that into her plot line. It just gave a lot more Again, because in the first one, Anna wasn't really, I mean, like, you know, she was flitty, like Olaf. It was she wasn't really, like, a strong character like that. So, for them to give that to her in this one, it just was, it was so good to have that depth of character to her and understand, like, I've, like, we're going to talk about in the music where she talks about how she's always followed in Elsa's footsteps and now that she's not here anymore she feels like she doesn't have a purpose and she just has to push past that right now because she has a goal she has to reach and it's just like wow
1: (laughs) like wow and that it was just so cool to see that like grand adventure of her completing that full mission too of like breaking down the wall and then you know at the end where everything comes together and they realize that like these two separate areas need Uh, You know, some sort of monarch leader, and you know Elsa can only be in one place at one time, and Mm -hmm. she has this realization that's like, you know, Anna, like Mm -hmm. Anna is queen of Arendelle, like that's where she belongs, and Mm -hmm. Elsa belongs here, and I think I don't know that was just so cool. I
0: like that they gave them both a purpose, like really and truly, because you have that feeling that Elsa always felt like she wasn't fulfilling her life's purpose doing what she was doing. She was doing what she was doing because of love of country, but she didn't feel Mm -hmm. like, she felt like there was something more. And then when she finds out what that is, and she actually, her like purpose of life comes to fruition, then she's able to give Anna her purpose of life too, which is to rule over Arendelle. So they both have places that they rule over, and it just like, that connection that they make where like, where she's, at the end she's saying something about how, Our mom always said like the bridge, the connection between the spirit world and the real world. And she was like, it takes two people. That's why we're sisters. That's why we're both here. That's what we were meant to be like this so that we could bridge that gap and create harmony between spirits and the real world of people. So I just thought that was awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, let's go into and talk about some of the music. Sure. Um, I will say that this soundtrack soundtrack is absolutely incredible like yeah. the first one i really didn't listen to much outside of let it go yeah um i didn't love the other tracks at no. all fixer mm-hmm. upper to me still to this day mm-hmm. like just makes me cringe like i yeah. hated that song yeah. so much um but this mm-hmm. music like into the unknown oh, God. absolutely amazing I, so loved it. I loved it i loved it i loved it and I I know you ha- didn't hear it before, but i that was the only track I heard before going into the movie because Spotify likes to spoil things for me and it put it on one of my playlists and I didn't realize until halfway mm, through that I was listening oh to the no. soundtrack. Oh,
0: I hate that for you. Yeah, but
1: that was the only song I had listened to before seeing the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. That was like that song and then um, The Next Right Thing, which is one that Anna sings. Both of those songs, I had full-body chills, like, the entire time. Like, they were – it was just so good, like, the melody of the songs and, like, the build-up with, like, the instrumentation behind it and, like, you have this ethereal, like, voice calling Elsa and then she's answering it and it just like, oh, my God, chills. It is such a good song.
1: And the next right thing is, you know – it was it's talking about that it's that moment where she's pushing through grief mm-hmm. and like she doesn't it, it's so much for her to yeah. like continue on and to yeah. you know do whatever she needs to do and so she's focusing on like doing the next right thing doing just that one that yeah. next thing to get you through yeah. and oh it was it's touching it was beautiful mm-hmm. i have been blaring it ever since it's so so good
0: it was so good, and then same thing with um, Show Yourself, which is the other, like, big yes. ballad that Elsa sings, where she's trying to reach the the fifth element of the, the person that brings all the elements together, and it's calling her name, and she can't fight it anymore, and she's doing everything in her power to get to it, and she's singing about show yourself, show me who you are, like, I've been waiting my whole life to see this, and then, like, that moment when she realizes that she is that person yes. oh my god like yes. chills crying the whole works oh, all of it it, it was, was so, so good. good it was oh. so good oh my god there were just so many good moments in this movie oh wow yes. Mm-hmm.
1: and then some of the sillier songs like Olaf's song when i'm older yeah um i will say i liked it better than summer in summer yep <laughs> um but it's still like not like i'm so eager to listen to it again kind of thing yeah it was so much better and like played more into the plot than yeah. the original one so i like the growth of that yep and then <laughs> Christoph's song <laughs> lost in the woods
0: which, honestly, if you listen to the lyrics, the lyrics are great. But the best part about that was oh. that it was an 80s, 80s rock power ballad music video. <laughs> like, yes. It yes. gave me, like, Bohemian Rhapsody vibes. Like, there's one part where he's, like, singing it, and then all the other reindeer are behind him, like, yes. giving him a harmony. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God.
1: It was so, <laughs> ah. so wonderful. And it I blared so that good. song specifically a lot, which is uncommon for me. Like, normally, yeah. like, the male lead roles I'm yeah. uh, not the roles, but the songs. I'm like, skip, skip. But see, you boring, and I both skip. love
0: 80s music. Like, so True. That, that's probably that's, the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> All the synthesizers, like, we love that shit. Oh, <laughs> do you know
1: what's so funny? So, on the soundtrack, Weezer did this song. Yeah. Their version, no, their version isn't as like Cynthia in 80s, and I don't and like it. And you don't it. like it.
0: Yeah, me too. I was about to say, same. I don't like it. Um, which actually talking about covers, um, into the unknown, um panic of the disco covers that one. and yes. I love that too love it
1: also on the soundtrack, you know, like, the lullaby from the beginning,
0: yeah, Casey Musgrave.
1: Casey Musgrave. So oh good.
0: It started playing because I was like obviously, after we saw it, I downloaded the soundtrack and it started playing. And I was like, this isn't from the movie. This is somebody covering it, but oh my god, this sounds just like a song on the radio. Like
1: Oh I know. It's it was so, so it's good. so good. Okay, well let's go on and talk about costumes. Like yeah. uh I have some thoughts, but what are yours?
0: Um <laughs> so they had a lot of costume changes, I'm not going to lie. I think Elsa was in, like, five yes. different outfits at some point. Like There were at
1: least four. I don't know about five, but there are definitely four.
0: But something that I was not a fan of is, like, in the dress she ends up in, in the end, it's kind of like at the end of Let It Go, where she transforms into that, like, beautiful white, like, ethereal ball gown type dress. She does the same thing. Um, In this movie, except it's it's like an off-the-shoulder number. It's got, like, bedazzling all over it. Like, it looks like this beautiful gown. But then, like, there's a front slit and she's wearing pants under it. And I
1: hate that. Let me look that up really quick because um, I think you're thinking about the outfit she's wearing before that where she's, like, running.
0: No, she's wearing pants in both of them. Running through.
1: Well, I see this one oh okay you're right it it's looks pants. like she's wearing tights
0: i don't know i don't like it it's like leggings it's like pants and yeah, i don't like it yeah because like when she's going when she's trying to figure out like what actually happened to her family and she's following it down and then she jumps off the cliff down too too deeply and ends up dying when she jumps like her dress goes up and so obviously they had to have like pants on her i guess for that um so they yeah. put pants under it and I'm like why would you put pants under
1: a ball gown what are you doing like uh <sighs> I thought it you were wrong, but you're it. right. Uh, it it ruins it. My issue, while my only issue with this entire film, like while I was watching this, um I could just see like the merchandise yeah. the entire time. Yeah. I was like, I feel like we're doing this to like have multiple outfits and sell mm-hmm. multiple different mm-hmm. dolls, and like there's a part where. Anna's in a boat and there's a part where Elsa has a horse and I'm just like I'm just seeing toys like mm-hmm. this is I feel like this was literally made to have a toy and I I don't know if anyone else like thought that way or if I'm just being weird and I just see the capitalism of it um, but it was just no, like a mean, weird I, thing to I sit there and be like you. This is another outfit. This is another dress. This is another toy. Because that's what it was with the original. There were two outfits for both of Mm -hmm. them. And both of them were a toy. And I just kept seeing that. And I was just like, this is a weird feeling.
0: I agree with you. Except, like, I guess now we're going to go into, like, talking about characters. um, Because you mentioned the horse. To me, I liked that they gave every, like, spirit uh, uh, a, like... Some sort of
1: manifestation.
0: Yes, yes. So I liked that water was this like fierce water horse that she had to tame and that fire was this little like gecko lizard thing with anger management issues like, I you know. that
1: one was like so weird it was so cute and i loved it but like it also didn't make sense why was I, again fire i feel like i feel
0: like it was another thing for like another toy type thing like a little
1: plush oh, i've already seen the toy
0: me too and it's cute and i want it because that little fire lizard is the cutest fucking thing i've ever seen in my life um but that and then like the, the wind being, like, the leaves and stuff and, and Olaf naming it Gale. That Gale. made me laugh <laughs> it so was fucking Gale. hard. I laughed so hard. And then the, the Earth was those, like, what were they called? The land giants or whatever they were called.
1: Yeah, whatever. Um, they were rocks.
0: Yeah. So, to me, I'm like, I like that they had a manifestation like that because it helps, I guess it helps kids
1: connect it, like, that way. And I love that Gale was, like, an ongoing joke because at the end, like, Anna wanted to send a, a a letter to Elsa, and she sent it with Gail. She's
0: like, "Thanks, Gail." <laughs> what? Okay, so I can't remember what they were talking about. Where Olaf's like Samantha? Like, What? Oh yeah. Well, Why she did was... that even get brought up?
1: No. Olaf was just wandering around lost in the wood going, Oh, that's uh, what it Elsa, Kristoff, Samantha. And then he like laughed and goes, Samantha? Samantha. I don't even know <laughs> a Samantha. Samantha.
0: And then like later in the movie, he's like, Samantha? <laughs>
1: that made me laugh so hard they did have a few like ongoing jokes that were
0: yeah yeah for sure um i like that they had other reindeer and that Sven had like he it basically like it was kind of like uh spirit (laughs) the stallion where he like meets back up with his like group of horses again and it's great and i thought that was cute um and then of course The whole reason behind the story of Elsa discovering what happened with her powers is they go back um, and basically learn more about their family history with like their grandfather and stuff. And um, basically the whole reason the whole war even started was because his grandfather went to these, uh, Northuldra people who lived in the enchanted forest and acted like it was a treaty of peace. Um, when really they wanted to take over and, and gain their land and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so he ended up, um, killing the chief of the, the Northuldra people and started this war between them yeah um and to me it just really it got a lot of like pocahontas vibes i'm not even gonna lie like you know okay but
1: like how are you talking about like the englishmen coming in and like yes yes
0: yes i'm talking about like englishmen coming in and then trying to make peace and then realizing that they're not going to be able to make peace and then going after these these people who this is their land and this is their home and they're trying to destroy it and run them out
1: I understand your connection, but they, in Pocahontas, it was a much more of extreme, like, there was never a moment of potential peace. It was just straight up, like, murder the savages, which That's is very what his true grand- to That's history. what their
0: grandfather was going to do, though. He wanted to murder the people and get them out, and the only reason yeah. that happened is because the land, the spirits, took over and stopped it from happening.
1: Yeah, but...
0: But it's the same type of Frozen, story. There was
1: a, it was a much more, like, transitional process. They built that entire dam. They spent multiple years, like, living harmoniously. And then, it, like, then they had the moment where they were like, let's kill him.
0: Well, that was his plan the entire time, though. Sure. He was just smarter than Ratcliffe.
1: Yeah, okay, I guess. Whatever.
0: To me, it just reminded me of, of that type of plot line where they're trying to run out the... You know, indigenous people. Um,
1: Well, let's talk about like the visuals too. Um, They definitely did so much more with this one than the first one.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, Probably my favorite visual moment um, was when Elsa is trying to get across the what is that the the ocean thing what was yeah it the called? water the dark sea or whatever it was oh yeah the dark sea um she's trying to get across it and she's like oh it's fine I'll just build some ice and go over the water and the water's like fuck you no you're not oh, yeah. and she has this whole like moment where she's like underwater and and the like horse is like sort of like illusioning itself in the water yes i was like oh my god this is terrifying but like the visuals of that were so like more mature than like a kid movie you know what i mean yeah and um when she actually like tamed the horse and stuff it just it reminded me a lot of moana i'm not even gonna lie like going to tafiti and like trying to to you know control the water and and beat the monster and it reminded me a lot of that too so i feel like they did a good job with that. Um, and that whole scene where she's in, um, what's it called? Atahalan is what it's called, where she's trying to meet the other like spirit when she realizes like she is the spirit. spirit. That whole scene, that whole like moment, was beautiful and the way that they brought back you know she ices everything and and all the different scenes that come back from the first movie and all of that stuff like that was insane like whoever thought of them doing that like wow Wow. and like
1: also the, all the parts of like the water has memory and, yeah like, see, being able to see scenes yeah and the part where she like walks by herself singing let it go and, and she's cringes. like so embarrassed dude yeah. funny that was oh, hilarious that was so funny.
0: but yeah so the whole like thing is Olaf is spouting off all these like different facts and he says did you know that water has memory like anything that it experiences it always remembers and so that's a whole plot point too where a
1: huge that's that's
0: how Elsa figures out what's happening because since she can freeze water she's bringing water up and then freezing it so she can freeze moments in time so she can see what actually happened so when she's at Ada Holland and she's trying to figure out what's happening and she has everything playing in front of her it's like that visually was insane
1: it was so good. So overall, I think we highly recommend Frozen 2.
0: Yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend. I'm probably going to go see it again. I'm not lying. I have um, tickets
1: to go see it tomorrow with my mom.
0: Do you? Wow, yeah. I'm so excited for you. I think um, Booker and Patrick and I might go see it this weekend. I was like, Booker, we have to go see this. <laughs> I have to go see it again. So,
1: Well, do you know what time it is?
0: What time is it?
1: It's time for our throwback of the week. Woo,
0: throwback of the week.
1: This week is our favorite Frozen character after seeing Frozen 2. So, Jessica, what is yours?
0: Because it's different if we're talking first one versus this one. Oh, it's 100%
1: different.
0: So for me, I think my favorite Frozen character after this movie that was in the original is Olaf. For sure. He had so much more depth in this one. He became a lot more likable to me in this one. Um, Yes. So I really, I enjoyed his character in this movie. What about you?
1: Mine is Kristoff.
0: Yes. Yes. I agree with that too. I
1: don't like Disney princes. I have never liked like any sort of like male role really ever. Mm-hmm. And I really, really connected with Kristoff uh, and all of his growth from this movie. And yeah. w- it's bizarre to me to say that, but yeah, it's 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 Kristoff.
0: Yeah, and I love that. I think it's great. I, I agree with you on that. I think that he had a lot more self-discovery <laughs> in this movie and I, I liked what they did with his character.
1: Well, don't forget to tell us your favorite Frozen character with the hashtag now throwback. But that's all the time we have for this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, We hope you guys enjoyed this special Frozen 2 review episode. Um, Please let us know. Like, hashtag us you know message us let us know what you thought about frozen Two. if you thought the same things we thought like we could sit here and talk about it all day so when you go see it tell us we'd love to know make sure to subscribe to our podcast to catch the next one and we'll ttyl
1: bye